All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. We're talking about Neil Gate, what happened in the NFL on Sunday, and specifically what I saw, and the reason we're talking about it on the show is how I saw people react to it. And I mentioned earlier, I'm a big Steelers fan, and I have a friend in Roanoke that, um, shoot, he just happens to know Mike Tomlin. Dave, are you with us? Hey, guys, I am. Thanks Dave. for having me. So, hey, Dave, Dave, before you start talking too much, let me give you an introduction, and I want to make sure I give you the best introduction that you've ever been given. <laughs> Dave Lopez, um, and, and Dave, I'll let you speak as you, as you want to uh, later about kind of what you do and, and how you've been involved in getting to know Mike Tomlin through your, your nonprofit work there, but... Um, I, I knew some weeks ago that you were friends with Mike Tomlin because I saw you posting it on Facebook. And I tell you what, if I was friends with Mike Tomlin, I'd be putting that all over Facebook. <laughs> and, um, and we know Mike has become the center of a firestorm. I was just listening on the radio to another program on my way in here this morning about so far, the Steelers have the most paraphernalia being burned this week as of any other teams as a result of what happened. And you, you went on Glenn Beck... Uh, pro, you were on Glenn Beck's program Monday talking about kind of the thought process that Mike was going through with this. And and I've been watching your post all week long. You frequently post on this issue and we track right on target with you. In fact, you were, you were very much an inspiration to us wanting to bring this topic onto the show. From your oh, wow. point of view, what is happening with people right now? What's happening? Wow. Um, I think... Um I think we've lost our ability to reason mm. and, and that, that is just a, a difficult thing uh, to get back. Um, as long as, you know, as long as there is as much fear and I, and you know, everyone talks about racism. I really think the thing plaguing the country is racial suspicion. We're suspicious of each other. And as long as that anxiety and fear, on one side, it's the fear of losing America and everything it stands for. And on the other side, it's the feeling that nobody cares about a systematic history of oppression and injustice. Mm, That's a very powerful comment. I I didn't really think about the reason why so many people have been so angry is the fear of loss. Mm -hmm. Like that, that the NFL... The players are so powerful in the attention span of people yeah. that if too many people started to believe that the anthem shouldn't happen or if the anthem is bad or America's bad, that it would actually right. believe. It's like, so, so it's like a, a, a fight or flight reaction to what's going on, isn't it? it it's exactly what it is. It's a, it's, we are, we are in a, in a place where I think, I mean, um, Globally, we can see a lot of turmoil. We're kind of getting used to a new level of, of chaotic mm. um, living. Um, and, and I think all that anxiety is playing into it. But I, I think people are more charged now. And when, and when they get triggered, it's just all the more um, – it, it, they double down. And, and mm. once that happens, there's no, there's no discussion being left. And also, um, there's people even – you know, there's, there's – figures that are trying to manipulate this for, for gain and there's politics involved and all those kind of factors that, that people know how to trigger and know how to set this group against this group. So, and people keep getting played right into it. It's just, a, it's an awful, it's, I'm, I'm very thankful you had me on the show because this is just something that is just hard, like watching a slow train wreck. Yeah, it, it is. And Dave, let me ask you, how much do you think that social media plays into all this. I mean, where do you think we would be if Facebook didn't exist, if Twitter, yeah. if, if this stuff didn't exist, how different would this situation be right now? 
that's interesting. Um, you know, um, as as much as as much as people um, beat up on social media, I think what it does is exposes what we're all really thinking Absolutely. a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not sure if I, I think I think it definitely uh, has the ability to to put an argument on steroids and make it grassroots, obviously much quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the thing that people don't realize, um, a lot of people harp on about the media and is this, the media is that. The truth is, in, in this day and age, we're the media. We are. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're all the extension of the media now, and it's about the message that we're putting out. And most of us are parroting or putting out a message that someone else wants us to put out. Because like we're not trained journalists. That's right. <laughs> we, but, we, but we are part of their messaging system. And, and so these little sound bites that are, are devoid of context are meant to give you exactly what you want. You run with it, you, you meme it out, and you and then um, it's just a constant. You know, everyone's talking about. You guys mentioned this earlier, but everyone's talking about the big the big rebuttal to kneeling is it's this big. Uh, you know, it, it's it's showing a disgrace for the national anthem and for fallen soldiers. And I, I'm a combat veteran, and, and I've never really seen it as such. Not because I don't respect the anthem, because I've listened to what the players have said. Besides a couple, the majority of them, this has nothing to do with with veterans. Can you bring more and, light to um, that? Just because you have that contact with them, and and, yeah. and and the reason this is important for us and our audience is nobody I saw posting on Facebook has ever talked to an NFL player, and especially anything about this. And Dave, you're right there on the front line, so just just educate yeah. us. Well, um, I. My, my experience is coming predominantly from the Steelers. I've, I've had a over the last six months, we've gotten a, had a great opportunity to meet the majority of the team on a personal one on one level, and I've got to, to hear a lot of them. And everyone, you, you know, that team is is more just upset that politics are trying to divide them as a team, mm. and and that's honestly it, the, the reoccurring thing. These players. Uh, there's players that understand why players are kneeling, um, and there's players that don't understand it, right? But but the thing is, none of these players that I've met, and none of the people that are even considering, you know, making protests and stuff, it's never been about veterans and about disgracing veterans. Mm. And so, I really think that's an easy arrow to launch back mm-hmm. because it's it's, and I'm not terribly convinced the majority of people launching it really believe that, that that's their real reason why they're upset. I think we're truly, I think truly Americans are upset because they can't understand why anyone wouldn't see America in the same light as them. Yeah. Which is just indicative of everything. I said that earlier. If you don't think the way I think, if you don't act the way I act, if you don't do what I do, if you don't yeah. say exactly what I say, then uh, not only you're wrong, but you're a horrible right. person. And uh, I, I'm, how do you pronounce this last name? Is it Villanueva? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Al, yeah, Alejandro. Alejandro Villanueva. So, of course, by Al. Al, perfect. So, that makes Al, it easier. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for making life easier. And uh, and I assume you know him. I do. I okay. Do. So, I, I spoke to Al uh, after numerous times at this event. Okay. And I, I'd, I'd like to get your, because I'm going I'm to share one thing and then I'd, I'd like for you to comment on that based perhaps on something you've already talked with him about. So, of course, the only thing that really hit Sunday was that he was out there by himself right. with his hand over his heart and the rest of the team. First, it was reported that they were in the locker room. And then you, when you saw the picture, you said, well, no, they're right there in the tunnel. Uh, right. 
and and he was he was put on a pedestal as a veteran, a patriotic veteran that broke rank with the Steelers. Right. And 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 certain things started to come out, and you alluded to this on Facebook that there's more to this story. But at least you waited for the press conferences on Monday where he stood up in front of the cameras and he said, that's not the way it was supposed to happen. I made a mistake and I accidentally threw my team under the bus and I am sorry. And somebody posted that news conference on Facebook and there were multiple comments. And I do not know any of the folks that made these comments. So they were like friends of a friend that said, at first, I really respected him for doing what he's doing. But if he's now going to apologize, he's a coward and can't even claim to be a Marine anymore. Yep. Like, it uh, was uh, Army stupid. Ranger, Army Ranger. So um, quick to judge. Yeah, uh, Al was, a, was an Army Ranger. And he, um, it, you know, I, I even, one of the things we were talking about is, is I said it's funny how so quickly people uh, will turn from loving you to hating you as long yeah. as they see that you're part of their uh, um you're part of their uh, story or the story that they want to tell. That's a powerful comment. Um, then, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden they, 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 they're praising him. He's the best man ever. And then, and, and what they're doing with, with Al's comments, they're not playing the whole uh, interview. Al actually speaks. He, he hates speaking. He hates, he, <laughs> he hates needs a Dale Carnegie course. Yeah, he, he hates this, but he spoke very, I believe eloquently about the anthem. And about how he would, he, he says very clearly he would never kneel, but he says he never would. He understands and he believes people have that right to do so. Isn't it amazing? As anybody else. And people have a, such a hard time with this. They do. That, and, and they're trying to make Al look like he's apologizing for standing. Al never once apologized for standing for the national anthem. Right. Hmm. And, and the other thing they tried to do was make it look like numerous media outlets did this immediately, wanted to to run the story that Mike Tomlin um, reprimanded Al behind the scenes. And then he had to come out like a whip puppy and make this, it, none of this stuff happened. Mm, none not, of it. I spoke surprising. to coach Tomlin after this. I spoke to Al after none of this stuff was going on. Al truly felt like he on accident separated himself too much from the team and made a, made a, a statement that looked different from what the team was initially trying to do. And the truth is the team was trying to honestly remove themselves mm-hmm. from the discussion, right? Mm-hmm. It ended up it ended up backfiring, and it looked ten times worse in the end. Yeah. Right? Well, Dave, uh, intent. Dave, we got to take a quick Sorry. break. No, you're you're sure. great. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Can you stay with us? Absolutely. Okay. No so uh, we're talking to Dave Lopez. He's uh, he's friends with Tomlin and really the whole team. And he's talking to us about kind of the ramifications of what happens when you prejudge a situation too fast. And we're going to keep talking to him when we come back from break. You're listening to The Great People Show. Like All right, we are back here on The Great People Show uh, talking about Neil Gate. We have, uh, before we went to break, we were talking to Dave Lopez. Dave, uh, Dave knows the Steelers to the point where he talked to him this week. He did. Dave's and, got some good insights. I love that we are all the media now. I'd never thought yeah. about it that way. Before. Yeah. Dave, I was asked, the producer asked me during the break if I was going to lose some Facebook friends over this show. And I said, oh, I think it's guaranteed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have an option. Once you put yourself out there, once you put yourself out there, you're, you're going to find you're going to find your haters. And I'm curious from your perspective, because you've talked to Mike and probably some of these other guys, what are they feeling right now? Are, are they just what are they feeling? I think... Um... I think the team feels 
a terrible sense of remorse for the message that they sent because mm-hmm. it wasn't the message they intended to send. Um, and that's, and this is, I mean, this kind of the story has been, you know, it's one thing got misperceived and that caused five more things to be misperceived because of the first, the first being that this was a protest against the Anthem first mistake. And I know that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. It was never that. It had nothing to do with that. If they could not, Coach Tomlin laid down one thing for the team, that if they can't do everything together as a team, then they'll do nothing. Mm-hmm. They will do nothing as a team. And I really commend Coach Tomlin for taking a tough stance like that. He His whole thing is about not letting the outside you know, politics and everything that people want to interject into the game. He's like, we don't want it at all. We don't want any of it. Oh. That's his thing. But what and did he, sorry no i I was just going to ask dave but but what did they think was going to happen when you protest something like our national anthem I, I mean nobody should be surprised by this outcome it's not right we're talking about why we need to do better at understanding all sides that's right. what the show is about today, that's but right. really, what did people expect well yeah that's a, i mean and I even talked to coach before he told me what he was about to do and i said it's going to get misinterpreted and he said i know mm. and, and and what he and what he, he he knew that there was the potential for it to get misinterpreted he cares about his team unity and about not isolating his team because you know what people have never known who the players that were considering protesting even right now yep right that's right in the moment in the moment they find out who they are what does the media do try to pit them against each other. Yep. They're already trying to pit Coach Tomlin against Al Villanueva. Yep. Yep. So so I think I think once people see what this was really about, and I think there's a number of other things that they're going to see about the Steelers uh, soon, which I hope I get a chance to, to speak briefly about what the Steelers are doing behind the scenes. Do it. Um, Let it out. But, they, I mean, this is, this is a team that Coach Tomlin and I got became close um, after a, a field buddy of mine uh, introduced me to a number of the players, and I was working with a few of them, uh, actually doing some firearm training here and there with some cool. of them. And then that yeah. introduced that that led me to to meet Coach Tomlin. And immediately, Coach Tomlin was all about listening to what was going on with Operation Underground Railroad, which is the the foundation you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. which is the the anti sex trafficking organization uh, started by Tim Ballard. And I've been working with them for about four years now. Um, and, and they, we go around, uh, we exploit sex, uh, sex trafficking rings and we actually rescue kids. We've rescued over a thousand kids out of wow. sex trafficking rings in the last four years. Wow. Um, our tagline is about becoming an abolitionist. We believe in abolishing modern day slavery and coach Tomlin has been the number one supporter and has gotten the entire Steelers team to rally behind this cause. Wow. And that is what's going to come out soon. That's awesome. Um, and, and this is, I mean, the, the problem now is people, there's going to be people that are so angry, they're going to think this is just some PR stuff because yep. they got in trouble. This, is, this has been in the works for six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and, and, but people have already, um, people have decided to, to, to double down. Uh, there was a, uh, I believe there was, a, yeah, there was a, a fire chief in Pennsylvania Yep, that called Coach Tomlin a dumb N I G G E R. Yep, he sure did. Um, <clears throat> and so there's this, there's you know, there's a lot of hatred uh, right now. And honestly, 
I think Coach Tomlin's getting it from both directions because people on the other side are arguing that he, you know, he he's kind of robbed those players the right to protest at mm. the anthem. <laughs> you see what's going yeah, on? Yeah, it here. can go any direction. I mean, Anything that is going to boil blood and create hatred, people are going to take advantage of that against him. And that's and that's still why I think what he did was heroic in his intent. His intent was heroic, yeah. obviously. The way it played out and, and the perception of it, I understand completely. But when, when people see what's going on the rest of this year and what this team's going to be about, and I believe they're going to make it very well known uh, what they're about. As long as people are open to listening and maybe considering that they weren't trying to make this big, loud, you know, uh, team protest against the anthem, I hope I hope that's what happens and people actually listen. Well, but, um, I, I know I, I know Mike Tomlin doesn't know me, but if you get a chance to talk to him. Um, especially I'll even cut this audio out and you can send it to him because I think he needs to hear it. You can tell him I'm not mad at him for what he did. I'm mad because they lost to the Bears. I mean, seriously. Um, but D- D- Dave, you, uh, we're going we're gonna to have you back on the show again someday. Shoot, bring Mike with you next time. Please. Um, some, yeah, maybe I can. Some parting words for us because beyond the, what happened with the Steelers, I know you're passionate about this topic. What do you implore to our listeners in society right now? Well, um, uh, just briefly, um, I was, you know, a guy who, who grew up in the South. I was a, a very much a Confederate minded, uh, person who, who, who saw, you know, a, a really different form of history that denied the history of this country. And this is the place that I want, that I'm, I'm available to link arms with my black brothers and sisters. There has been a systematic oppression in this country that is being denied, plain and simple. Mm. And it's led right up to current day. And it doesn't mean that anyone today is responsible specifically for the sins of the fathers that have committed these things. But there's a lot of people wanting to cover it up. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, there's the argument being taken too far, in my opinion, which is why I've still do not support Black Lives Matter officially because they have a position that states that law enforcement is systematically racist. And that I do not believe. And I do not believe the stats prove that law enforcement is systematically racist. But I will agree that there has been a racial, uh, there has been a history of oppression, even in the criminal justice system, even how laws have been made uh, towards uh, black uh, men and women. So what I hear you saying is, let us stop painting things with a really big brush and start looking people in the eye and looking people in the heart and say, can we talk? Can we talk? Most people, most people are not trying to say, we think all, we think cops are systematically racist on the other side, but that's what's being heard. Yeah. Dave, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. You've added so much here. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Keep the fight, keep the fight up on that nonprofit underground railroad. Thanks, Dave. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you.